Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to The InDesigner, the video cast that provides information, instruction, and insight for designers using and learning Adobe InDesign. I'm your host, Michael Murphy, graphic designer and Adobe certified expert in InDesign CS2. It's been a long time between episodes again because I spent most of the month preparing to speak at the New York InDesign conference last week. It was a lot of work, but a great experience, and one of the most fun parts of these conferences is the closing session where the speakers all get together to present cool tips they've discovered. In this episode, I'm going to share the tip I presented in that session, and it actually builds on the last episode because it involves object layer options again, only this time with Illustrator CS3 files instead of Photoshop. In this file, I have my logo placed in a black and white version, but I want to use an alternate version in color. I'll control click on this frame, choose object layer options, and move the dialog box out of the way so you can see what's going on behind it. I'll option click, that's alt click on Windows, the red outline layer which deselects the black outline layer and shows me the red outline version of the logo. If I scroll down to the filled logo version, I can option click to reveal only that layer. So based on what we know about object layer options from the last episode, how would you picture this Illustrator file to be set up? You would think that each version of the logo is placed directly on top of the other, in the same position on different layers. That makes the most sense, right? Otherwise, how could they all stay in the exact same position in the frame? Let's see if that's the case. I'll option double click this graphic frame to open the original in Illustrator. And this does not look at all like you'd expect, does it? The layers are all arranged as you'd expect, but the artwork is not stacked one version on top of another. The black and white and Pantone versions are arranged top to bottom on the left, and the knockout white and CMYK versions are arranged up and down the right side of the page. So how is this possible? How are these different Illustrator layers jumping around within my graphic frame in the InDesign document? I'm going to delete this placed image because the secret lies in what settings you apply when placing the image for the first time. From the File menu, I'll choose Place, select the LogoVariations.ai file, and make sure that Show Import Options is checked. I'll click Open, and you can see here the preview of the entire Illustrator page with all of the logo versions showing. From the Layers tab, I'll option click the black outline version to select only that layer, then go back to the General tab. The key to making this work is to choose the correct option here from the Crop 2 menu. Keep an eye on the dashed outline around the preview as I go through these options. Nothing substantial changes in the preview when I have either Media, Bleed, Trim, or Crop chosen. But notice what happens when I choose Art. The dashed outline snaps to the outer edges of all the artwork in the Illustrator document, regardless of whether the layer is going to show on the InDesign page. The magic setting here is Bounding Box. Look what happens with that selected. The cropped area is only the visible layer. And when I change the layer visibility options, the bounding box moves around only the portion of the incoming artwork that will be visible. 
This is what makes the artwork appear to snap into position within the graphic frame when the object layer options are changed. It's not that the logo moves, but that the bounding box of the visible artwork is redefined by the selected layer. Even if I scale this image in the layout, the ability to swap out layers and have them fit properly to the frame remains intact. If you want to avoid having to assign the Crop 2 and Layer Visibility options every time you place your logo in a file, you can just make the placed image into an InDesign snippet by dragging it out of the document window to your desktop or other folder window, or by choosing Export and selecting InDesign Snippet as the file format. Then, just rename the snippet file something like allmylogos.inds, and from now on, whenever you create a new document that you need any version of your logo in, just drag that snippet file right onto the document page. And the functionality remains preserved when you change object layer options. Another benefit of using this method that I hadn't even thought of was pointed out to me by the ingenious Branislav Milic during the tips session. If you've never heard of Branislav Milic and you speak French, check out www.milic.com. That's M-I-L-I-C.com. This guy really knows his InDesign stuff. Let's go back and take a look at the original Illustrator file. There are versions of the logo that use a Pantone spot color. But in the InDesign document, where the image is placed, that spot color doesn't appear, even though bringing in an Illustrator file, by default, brings in any spot colors the file uses. But I'm only showing one of the CMYK layers, so the spot colors aren't brought in until I go into the Object Layer options and specifically select one of the layers which uses the Pantone color. So this technique also keeps unwanted spot colors out of your InDesign document until you need them. I plan on using this technique from now on to manage my logo files and increase the flexibility I have to switch between alternate colors and versions in my projects, and I hope it comes in handy for all of you. That's it for this quick tip. I'll be back soon with another full-blown episode. In the meantime, feel free to post your comments or questions about this or any other episode on the blog at InDesignSecrets.com slash TheInDesigner. Email me at info at TheInDesigner.com or look for me on AIM or iChat as TheInDesigner. Until next time, this is Michael Murphy for The InDesigner Videocast and InDesignSecrets.com. Thanks for watching.